Hello, everybody, and welcome to Jordan Talks Titans, the recap podcast where I, Jordan, recap the HBO Max original series, Titans, the DC Comics thing. Yeah, that one thing. Uh, here, it's a fun time called limited event series. Uh, we have a lot of fun here. Uh, if by we, it's just me. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the recap and any of the reviews, I just want to uh, uh, apologize quickly. Uh, during fun time calls last week, I did have to uh, run out mid mid record. Uh, my mom was not feeling too well that day, and I, I couldn't make it back in time to finish the record. Uh, there was lots of talks about video games and movies, and I missed it. Uh, and I know sometimes people go like, "Where's Jordan? Is Jordan okay? I, I'm fine. Uh, my mom's doing okay. Still needs work. Still very frustrated, but it, we'll make do in due time. That, that's how it goes." Hopefully, I, I will be there for, for uh, this week's recording, and we can have some fun with, like, Nintendo and stuff. Um, so, uh, for anyone who was kind of scared, I, I'm fine. <laughs> My mom was was not doing so well, uh, and she had laryngitis. So, it was even worse, because I had to play charades for the entire week. Um, but it's fine. It, it's it's a it's it'll be fine i hope it's i hope it's fine um yeah so now that we've went through the sappy sad part um now we can talk about titans the show uh also uh i just want to make a forward here <laughs> um for hbo max uh this week i was planning on doing doom patrol season three it just came out uh, and as the joke, I was going to recap that show as well, but I, I didn't get around to doing the recap. So I also deeply apologize for that. That's because I you see what we just did. Uh, so uh, there isn't really going to be a review for for Doom Patrol season three, but I will uh, talk about Doom Patrol slightly at the end of the show. I know there's a bit joke uh, with me and Shaq here, uh, where I don't rec- I don't really talk about anything at the end. It's only like a couple minutes. It's gonna probably be the same. Once again, deeply apologize. <laughs> I wanted to go into length about Doom Patrol season three, why it's the best uh, DC comic sh- show going on right now, uh, and-, and a recap season three episode one just as a bit. But we're not going to do that, so uh, deeply apologize. I honestly thought they would. Doom Patrol Season 3 was going to be when Titans ended, too. So that also came as a surprise to me. I thought end of October. Okay, so <clears throat> this week's episode is a weird one. Uh, I, is, it for, is it forgettable? Kind of. All you need to know uh, is <laughs> if you really... Uh, this one's a mindfucker. This is almost like a leftovers HP. This is an HBO show. Um, so, uh, I can't say it's a breadcrumb thing other than Tim Drake lives, Donna Troy is back from the dead, and Hank, uh, is still dead. That's kind of the spoiler ending for Titans, uh, episode nine is we get to see the return of, of Donna Troy and we see Tim Drake back from the dead. Uh, and also, 
uh, Raven. This is a Raven episode. So uh, Raven might be returning, which would be weird, is they didn't answer the question, is where is Raven going to go? Is she going to go to San Francisco, or does she know that the Titans are in Gotham City? Uh, which I'm led to believe they're not going to think this through. It's Titans. They're just going to assume Rachel knows everyone's in Gotham and go there. Because that's what they do on the show. They never answer those kind of questions. They never ask how the plane goes. Uh, they never ask how's Donna Troy. Uh, so none of this happens. So uh, also Bruce Wayne almost kills himself. That's that's. Uh, so if you want to know once again what is not really in tune to the character of Bruce Wayne, what if Bruce Wayne kills himself? That's lovely, charming stuff. You know, all of your head cans about how brooding and edgy Bruce Wayne is. Uh, here he is, uh, very depressed to the point of killing himself because he doesn't have anything left uh, to live for because he doesn't want to be Batman anymore because he killed the Joker. <laughs> so, I get it. We're trying to do like a, you think you know Batman, but you don't know this Batman kind of situation. I just... This was not. This was a weird ass episode. Uh, I also want to point out this is an episode where there is no Dick Grayson, there is no Beast Boy, there is no Superboy, no no Barbara Gordon, no Jason Todd. Uh, this is an episode with the main characters being Rachel uh, and the Paradise Island ladies, which I, I'm thinking Lafia and Mia, and then the B plot is Tim, Donna, and Hank. So it's really only six characters. So much like a Jason Todd origin story, this one's one of those standalone episodes. You don't really have to know much uh, other than, I guess, a different universe when you die. <laughs> and that's kind of a black and white weird dream sequence situation. And the B-plot of Rachel on the island. Because this is the first episode i know episode nine the first episode we finally get to see where's raven all of these all of these times she's been gone for four months we haven't seen her since season two so where's rachel where is the rachel roth where is raven we now know where raven is i thought she'd be hanging out with her parents or or not but no this they actually fell through with the season two uh finale where she goes to paradise island uh which is kind of weird um but sure this is this is the this is what titans is all about uh weird plots confusing story arcs uh weird head trips and uh i i guess a lot of easter eggs for diehard titans fans so yeah, yeah. Is this the bad episode? Is this a good episode? I will. Uh, I, I'm going to save judgment until the very end. Normally, I say it's a good episode or bad episode, but I need to just read the recap and then I will uh, give my thoughts. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> Titans season three, episode nine, Souls. Previously on Titans, Donna Troy is shocked to death. Raven's sad. Raven leaves to go to the island. Hawks backstory with donnie boy he's my best friend uh, uh hank has a chest bomb earlier this season tim rides his bike go away tim before you get hurt i'm gonna find red hood scarecrow and show you how it's done Psh, 
Oh, I got shot. Lol. 11.20 last night, Bruce's jet took off. It changed IFR in midair. Nobody knows where he touched down. I, I forgot that part in the show. I guess that was a big arc that I forgot. All right, cold open. We're on an island. Bruce Wayne is sitting there on a castle. Everything seems to be in order, says Charles, the not Alfred of the show. May I ask, Master Wayne, are you sure about what you're doing? Yes. Sorry, sorry, this is the... Because Bruce Wayne has, like, different voices. Usually I try to do, like, the Kevin Conroy, like, yes. Very well. But, um, it's... It's... It's changes. He sees a very important contract and starts signing it. Will you be requesting anything more tonight, sir? I will not. Thank you for everything you've done. Good night, Master Wayne. Good night, Charles. As he stares blankly for 12 seconds on screen, we see the document is the last will and testament of Bruce Thomas Wayne. Obviously implied suicide, but it's Bruce Wayne. He wouldn't do that, right? <laughs> right? It's Bruce Wayne. Usually uh, he's an optimist, right? Right? Anyway, cut to the theme song. A bunch of women in white dresses are gospel singing at the funeral for Donna Troy. Raven is there. As she stares, she gets a spooky red glowing eye. I'm, I'm now assuming it's Paradise Island. So now they do some training involving Raven blindfolded and a sword swinging at her. What are you trying to do? Bring Donna back from the dead. Stubborn and woeful. I was just like you at your age. You call this paradise, but I don't get it. I've been here for months, and all I do is train, and you know I could do more. So we're doing some Star Wars training things. Somebody who was writing this was probably really into The Last Skywalker when they wrote this. Uh, the ritual we do on the temple requires patience and dedication. Your ritual's not working. As she swings the sword uh, at a blindfolded raven, spooky black fog powder stops the sword from slicing her in half. It also requires humility. I apologize for my words, Lydia. Proceed with training. It's going to be one of uh, this is going to be one of those episodes. I thought I hate this island, and so they continue training. <sighs> okay. Cut to a snowy island that looks like Russia, Serbia. A choo-choo drives by. It's a black and white dream sequence, like something you would see on Turner Classic Movies at 2 a.m., most likely. We see Tim Drake. Timothy, Timmy Drake, everybody. Yay, Timmy Drake. Robin, everyone loves Tim Drake. Tim Drake fell asleep on the train. He wakes up because, kaboom, ow, I got shot. Uh, there's old-timey movie people sitting around on the train as the conductor goes around. Timothy Thrake. Instead of doing Irish second. Timothy, Timothy Thrake. Timothy, that's more Scottish. Fuck it. Timothy Thrake. Yeah, here. So then Irish guy who looks like Louis C.K. So you're Timothy S. Drake. Now I don't even know a fucking accent. That, that was like... <laughs> I'll stop doing accents at this point. I, I, this is just embarrassing. <laughs> you Timothy Drake, you know the big, big Boston powers. Yeah, baby, shagadelic. 
<laughs> anyway, are you Timothy Drake? Can you can you tell me where we're going? I'm afraid I can't. I'm sorry. I. He looks around. I know this will sound weird, but I can't quite remember why I'm here. <sighs> it's totally normal. Nothing to worry about. It can take a while. Look, man, you're going to have to give me some answers because I don't know where I am or how I got here. So I understand. Just come with me. What? We're almost at your stop. As the conductor grabs his hand, hands off. They do a slappy thing. And then Tim Drake runs into the train cart aisle. As he is running... Donna Troy is there and notices what's going on. Hey, folks, Donna Troy from season two's finale where she got electrocuted. As the conductor wakes up, he gets angry and grunts. Tim runs down more aisles and opens doors and keeps going into different cars from a sleeping car to another diner car. As he is struck in the end, probably there isn't a caboose. Donna Troy catches up. Hey, are you all right? Where the hell am I? This is the next place. You mean I'm dead? We all are. I know. It's a lot to take in. My name is Donna. Tim. Conductor then goes, Timothy! As he runs by, the conductor repeats himself like a Mr. Smith from the Matrix. Well, maybe you're dead, but not me. As he opens the last door, is the, it's the train tracks and the snowy thing. Are you crazy? Tim jumps out of the train. Donna looks onward. Damn it! And she runs as well. Cut to the Donna Troy funeral room. Again. Raven walks in and sees the body. Again. Raven uses her goop powers to go into Donna Troy. Come on, Donna! Come back to me! As Donna lies down with the black fog, there's no use. She's not there. The door slams and it's Lydia. I guess we're going to try and do like a Harry Potter thing where she's like some headmaster wagging her finger about the mystical arts, Miss Rachel Roth. Cut to the choo-choo. Tim Drake is still in black and white and running away, this time in a cold forest. As he runs in the forest, that may be the same thing from the Dick Grayson flashbacks from earlier, because Vancouver, Donna Troy is trying to catch up and say, wait. She then uses her superpowers to go very fast and beat him on the trail. Hey, where are you going? Back. Back where? Back home. Well, you better pace yourself because you got ways to go. So what, do you work for them? Who? The, the train people? No. Then why are you following me? Because you look scared. We should probably head back now. Not going to happen. Look, I was freaked out when I woke up too, okay? It can be a lot to wrap your head around. It's kind of the point of life and death though, right? Move forward, not back. Which is why it's a train. Yeah, the metaphor is not subtle, but it nails the point. Do you remember anything? How you died or... Tim starts crying. <laughs> no! <laughs> Just know I gotta go home. How, how are you gonna do that, huh? Or a lift? Well, let me tell you, the service down here sucks. Hey, you wanna go back to the train? Go! I didn't ask for your help. And then growling happens as weird mannequins who might be monsters that are covered in black and also black netting stand up and growl. Urgh.
Who are these guys? I have no idea. Hey, are you guys from the train? We were just getting some fresh air, so if there's a problem... As they morph into low-opacity visual effects. Donna's confused, and then Tim gets a tummy ache. Oh! Do you feel that? Get behind me as the spirits show up. Maybe it's Raven. As they run in the forest with the foggy effects, a car shows up while living on a prayer by Bon Jovi plays. I know what you're saying. <coughs> Folks, I know what you're saying. It's the part where if you've followed through this Jordan Talks Titan show, you know we would be playing the licensed song right now in the background. But they only really played it for like 10 seconds. So we're not going to do that because it really it would be defeating the point. But if you don't remember the song Living on the Prayer, it's that one that was like, bow, 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 bow. Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, whoa, living on a prayer. Take my hand, we made I swear. Oh, whoa, living on a prayer. I think that was bad enough that they won't sue. All right, come on in, says the driver, and they enter. As Donna is in the passenger seat and Tim's in the back seat, we reveal it's Hank. Hank is back. Looks like we got some catching up to do. Cut to Paradise Island. At the beach, they grab a halo and hand it to Lydia. In this hour, as in all hours, we seek balance. We request the blessings of Artemis as we begin our endeavor. Given. The ritual of Ordigi has been disrupted. Given. The act of blasphemy has caused an imbalance. Given. The act of was committed by Rachel Roth. Implied. Not given. Implied. The transmigration of Donna Troy's soul has been corrupted. Any hope for resurrection? Now jeopardized. Given. Implied. Wait, you don't know that? So, sorry. Therefore determined. Balance must be restored through the appropriate result. I request that the council hold that Rachel is a visitor to our island and still largely ignorant of our ways. Willfully ignorant. May I submit initial result? Result? I will oversee an increase in task and training as well as initiate a curriculum in the culture and rituals of our island. Insufficient result. So then I had to look this up. The trainer for Rachel on the island and her defender in this, I guess, courtroom case on the beach is Mira, M-I-R-R-H-A. And yet no recap that I have seen online before I recorded this have told me that's her name. They call her the teacher, the instructor, never Mira. I had to look this up on a wiki page. So uh, good job, Mira. And your brilliant work for the first scenes. Uh, as Lydia goes, secondary result, I propose that Rachel be allowed. I wasn't committing blasphemy. You have no proof that what I did hurt Donna or her soul's transmigration. Please, Rachel, says Mira. I just, I don't see why I should be punished because you all are afraid of me and my powers. I could see why Donna left this place. I don't blame her. She was a hero and you all are cowards. May I request that the council allow me to speak privately with Rachel? This endeavor has concluded. I will administer a result myself. 
Lydia hands Mira the big brother power of veto thing and leaves. Cut to living on a prayer. Still in the black and white dream sequence. I think we lost him. What's with the kid? What's his name? I think it's Tim. He's still in the fog, you know. Oh, yeah. It took me forever before I felt halfway normal. Hey, what are you doing back there in the woods? Um, he jumped off the train, freaked out or something, so I followed him. What the fuck were those things back there? Ghouls. If you get off the train before your destination, you end up out here. It's kind of like a no man's land. Your soul's up for grabs. Ghouls will steal your soul if they get close enough. And if they get you, they take you down. All the way down to Hades. And you don't come back from that. Will you tell that to the bisexual hung Zagarius? Zagarius. Zagarius? The hunk. You know the one from the Hades game. I was referencing a video game. All right. So, should we talk about the elephant in the room? What elephant? You're dead. Oh, that elephant. What happened? Jason fucking Todd. Wait, what? I mean, Jason's always been fucked up and had problems, but why would he kill you? Oh, you think I know? He started taking some fucked out drug, started dressing like Deathstroke, meets the gimp, calls himself Red Hood, whatever that means. Next thing you know, he went batshit nuts, strapped the button to my chest, and kaboom! And then you see that Startle's daughter wakes up Tim. You just want to make sure you're still kicking back there, kid. <laughs> Asshole, he's still with us. You're good. Take a chill pill. Anyway, classic Gotham bullshit. My god, I'm so sorry, Hank. Yeah. Oh my god, Dawn. She must be devastated. She better be. And then more... Living on a prayer as they drive in dirt. Cut to, still in the dream zone. And there's a fancy cocktail bar and a happy alcoholic Hank. He calls for Malcolm. Malcolm the bartender enters. You on your own? Uh, my friends and I had a little run-in, but we left them on the road. Malcolm welcomes him to the bar, the Twilight Owl. I don't know if this is anything in the in the DC lore. I, I mean, I, I follow, like, like Constantine and, and the bit of Swamp thing and Justice League Dark. I don't think Twilight Owl is a big part of it. Or if it was, it was, like, a rare issue that I might have missed. Or is this, like, a new for the show? But yes, the Twilight Owl Bar. I mean, it's no Quindecum. Now it looks like you folks can use a little pick-me-up. This one's going to need some food, <clears throat> says Hank. As Malcolm, not even going to bother being an arbiter, making a play game of life and death, Tim Drake holds on Hank. I want to go home. Yeah, okay, kid, you and me both. Go with Malcolm, grab a bite. Hey, we're going to figure this out, okay? As Tim goes with the bartender, Donna and Hank are together. Donna doesn't know about Twilight Owl. Hank explains that this is his home base. Classy for a guy who thinks flushing is optional. He can gather his thoughts, know the way of the land, and pick up intel. Help people out when I can. What people? You don't think you're the only ones who jumped off that train, huh? Yeah, a lot of people get cold feet on the way to the next place. Cheers. I thought you weren't drinking. I wasn't, but then I was dead, so I thought, what the hell? Might as well live a little. They then wonder 
uh, that them meeting each other can't be a coincidence. Tim is mopey and doesn't eat. I think it's a meatloaf. I, it could be a meatloaf. Maybe it's a meatloaf. Hing talks about Tim. You said the kid wants to go back, yeah? Yeah, I try explaining it's not really an option, but he's not ready to hear it. Who says it's not an option? All of human history? Hank smiles. I may have found a loophole. Hank, this is the afterlife. There are no loopholes. When our tickets get punched, they are one way, not round trip. Maybe it's just a rumor. There's supposed to be a bridge. A bridge back to Earth. That's what I heard. I was scouting it out when I found you. That's totally insane. And all of this isn't? Your timing couldn't be any more perfect. Titans were having real problems when I died. Jason's coming after them too. They could use my help and they could definitely use yours. Now we can go back together. That's why all of this is happening, Donna. A second chance. What's wrong? I don't want to go back. Cut to Paradise Island again. So this is it. You're locking me in my room. Because it doesn't really seem like a punishment. I thought you'd throw me in a pit or make me fight sharks or something. Have you considered speaking less? And then they open the door to the room. Lydia shows the statue of Nivima. Pneumonia. Pneumonia. Well, say pneumonia. It has existed on the island since before history. Before memory. It just looks like a DNA molecule, like a double helix, but with Jenga pieces. The legend is that it was built by a hero of our tribe, long forgotten now, to represent the human soul. She claps her hands and then, oops, Jenga, and it, all and it falls in all sorts of pieces. Why would you do that? This is your result. Designed by me to restore balance, where balance has been lost. Rebuild pneumonia or whatever the fuck it's called in any way you can, using every stone. Is that all? It is. Well, it doesn't seem so bad. It is nothing more than the task of building a soul. Cut to Kirby Dreamland Black and White. Hank doesn't understand why Donna doesn't want to go back. You don't know if we can go back, and even if we could, you mean to tell me you wouldn't jump at the chance to go back down there and hand Jason his ass? Is that what this is about? revenge you're goddamn right it's about revenge that little fucker blew me up i think we're supposed to let it go hank <laughs> donna troy lecturing me about letting stuff go did you let stuff go when deathstroke killed garf oh yeah that's right he's fucking dead i forgot about that <laughs> oh i don't fucking think so so what the fuck happened to you i died and so did you it sucks, but it is what it is. I had a lot of road left, and so did I. You think I'm happy about how I went out? I didn't save the planet from some asteroid. I died at a carnival, Hank. A carnival. Well, when you put it like that. I spent a lot of time struggling with it, agonizing over it, trying to make some sense of it. You know what I realized? It doesn't make sense. You saved someone's life. You can be sure as hell it made sense to them. But I shouldn't have had to die to do it. We spent our whole lives on a hamster wheel, running hard but not making much ground. We saved people, I know that, but it didn't change anything. So when I was sitting on that train, 
I made a decision. I want to move forward and see what's next for Donna Troy. Who knows? Maybe I'll come back as a clownfish. At least that makes sense. Then, uh-oh, there's ghouls in the Twilight Owl Bar. Timmy Dethrake just wants to drink a milkshake when he had to run to Donna Troy. And Hank and Foggy effects. Hank runs in front of them. The ghoul tackles the character who had three lines, which was Malcolm the bartender. And now Malcolm's most likely dead. As Malcolm gets disintegrated into black ash and gets sucked up by a ghoul, it looks like a black cashmere suit that might just be a scarecrow cosplayer. Timmy Dragon's a tummy ache. Oh. The ghouls are now duplicated. Suddenly, gunshots. Pew pew! As the ghouls get shot by Hank with guns. But then Tim looks onward. And then flashback. He remembers he just got shot. Oh! Cut to Paradise Island again. Rachel is building a statue. So why do you guys train so much? It is our practice and our way. Yeah, I get that, but wh what are you training for? Like, when I was with the Titans, we trained a lot too, but we trained to fight. Did you fight often? No, not very much, actually. I thought we would fight a lot more, you know, as a team against bad guys. It almost never worked out that way. Hmm. I have found to fight a battle is to invite another and another and soon statue collapses and jenga raven's pissed lydia laughs <laughs>, you remind me of my daughter her temper was even greater than yours your your daughter she's dead i i'm so sorry i, di I didn't even she was killed in battle we made many attempts to bring her back. None were successful. So what are you saying? That we can't really bring Donna back? Not at all. A return from death is possible. I've seen it happen. But I've never been sure how and why the process was successful. And in the case of my daughter, I became unsure as to whom I was attempting to do it for. As Raven starts from scratch to rebuild the statue, cut to the black and white bar. Listen, when Tim's ready to travel, I'm taking him back to the train, okay? No, you're not. Excuse me? Who do you think you're kidding? You can talk about clownfish and hamster wheels and moving forward all you want, but none of that changes who you are. Oh, please don't start hank explaining me to me, okay? Uh, fuck. <sighs> oh, please don't start Hank explaining me to me, okay? Oh, please don't start Hank explaining me to me. Hank explaining. When those giant assholes floated in here, you know what you did? You ran to him. You put yourself between him and hell. Some guy you met an hour ago. So don't tell me you're done being a hero. 
Okay, but this hero is not going to risk that kid's eternal soul to go look for some mythical bridge that probably doesn't even exist. It's just not worth it. Yes, it is, Miss Troy. Tim Drake then does the fangasm. I mean, you're Donna Troy, aren't you? And you're Hank Hall. You're Hawk. Uh, I was Donna Troy, and he was Hank Hall. Can I ask how you know all this? It's all coming back. I was from Gotham, and when I was alive, I spent a lot of time thinking about you. Researching. Find out everything I could. I know about Dick Grayson, too. I know he's Nightwing. And I I know about Starfire and Beast Boy and Superboy. They're all in Gotham City right now, trying to stop Red Hood and Scarecrow. I was trying to help them. That's how I got shot. I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. Believe me, I know how you feel, but no, you don't. I was shot in the back. All, all I ever wanted to do was be a hero like you instead i froze and then i ran i died a coward that's why i have to go back what happened down there that can't be my story being a hero doesn't mean never being scared and it doesn't mean putting yourself in danger that you're not ready to handle yet well maybe you two can give me some pointers once we're back in gotham the kids got balls. You know, if we end up back on Earth, there's no guarantee it's going to work out any different. You know that, right? I don't need a guarantee, Miss Troy. I just need a chance. Sounds like he's ready to move forward, too. Okay, I'll help you. We, we both will. Thank you. And stop calling me Miss Troy, all right? Knew it. Shut up. Cut to the island for the other plot, the B-plot. Raven's using her black foggy goop powers to build the statue. As she puts the last rock on the statue and the red glowy eyes are done, it stands still for one full second, then collapses. Oh, Rachel is sad. She's dead. She's really dead. Yes, Rachel. She's never coming back. No, she isn't. Will her soul be okay? I hope so. I think it's time I should go. Was that the result you were hoping for? No. But perhaps balance has been restored. Raven then cries. Cut to Vroom from Crawr! <laughs> Tim is looking for ghouls in the back seat. There's nobody there. Do you know where to go? The guy said to look for an upside-down tree. What's that even mean? How far is it? I don't know. One mile? 10,000 miles? I don't even know if they use miles here. Maybe they're on the metric system. Maybe you better pass out those guns just in case. Oh, I don't have them. Why not? I never did. How do I explain this? I don't want you guys to freak out or anything, but ever since I died, I've been getting in touch with my spiritual side. <laughs> you know what? Forget it. Donna apologizes. Things work a little different here. If you picture something you really want, 
really focus your mind on it, it appears. The hell I know. Then explains how back at the bar, he was scared. And was thinking about how it would be good to have guns right about now. And then suddenly, hey, guns. Sounds a little corny. But look, when you die, stop, 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 stop. They see the upside down tree. It looks like a really cool visual effect, to be honest. Like, that's actually a really cool effect. But I don't see any bridge. Tim is trying to imagine a bridge, but it's not working. As they walk in the field, and it's a giant crater, they do a foggy drone shot that looks like nothing. But then, whoa, a bridge. See, I told you. So so what's the deal? Just We just walk across and end up back on Earth? Only one way to find out. The three of them then go up steps and cross a bridge. There are glowy white light bulbs, like an old-timey turn of the 20th century bridge in Brooklyn. But there's an angel statue. As they get a really bad feeling about this, the statue collapses. The bridge shakes and more spooky ghouls show up. They give Timmy Drake a tummy ache again. Oh. And like a bad zombie movie, they just walk over. As Donna is thinking about a weapon, think, 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 she pulls out spicy orange soda. Hey, remember that Easter egg, her favorite drink, the spicy orange soda? So she smashes them together, so now they're sharp and stabbable uh, weapons. Hawk is thinking, and then pulls out Robin Wing Things. Oh, really? Pretty sure I wasn't thinking about Grayson. Hank throws one, misses. Donna throws her bottle, kills a ghoul. Hank keeps screaming, guns, 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 and then suddenly, nunchucks. Okay, this makes no sense. And then a comedy bit. Because he hits himself in the face with them. Whack, whack, knocks out a few goals in the process. Then Donna Troy finally thinks about her sword, and it shows up. That's more like it. She gets a sword. And folks, as we're approaching the end, we're now able to have our legally mandated fight sequence of the episode. Hank nunchucks a ghoul and they disappear. Then another. Then it disappears. Donna swings her sword and slices a ghoul that fades to white and disappears. Stabs a ghoul that flies off camera. Donna swings the sword left, then right, then left, and ashy ghoul dust falls. Tim watches on. As it gets to the cracks, there is now a big fall in the bridge. Hank and Tim are on one side. Donna is on the other. Tim is scared because he's close to the edge. Tim, jump! Donna does the Wonder Woman movie big air jump and then stabby stab. Tim, come on! So Tim has to jump. I'm scared. I can't do it. Yes, you can. Tim Drake then leaps over the fault. He misses. Then the lasso of truth catches Tim Drake and he floats to the other side of the bridge with Donna Troy. As the bridge continues to collapse, Hank is fighting from the other side of the bridge, making a big gap. Donna swings a cartoon rope to enemies who fly off camera. Hank, come on! And then more ghouls are flying over the bridge to nothing. Then a ghoul is about to get Tim Drake. 
Then suddenly, Hank goes, sorry, asshole, not going to happen, and throws his nunchucks at them who disappear. Go! Get him out of here before more come. Tell Don I love her. Now go! As Donna and Tim run, Hank closes his eyes and squints really hard. And then, oop, a baseball bat appears. Now this I could work with. Swing. Disappear. Swing. Disappear. Goals are getting knocked out. Cut to Donna and Tim are at the end of the bridge. There's a nice lake. I think we made it. Miss Troy? Would you stop calling me Miss Troy? I mean, how old do you think I am anyway? Old? Like, 30? 30! Whatever, what is your point? Thanks, Tim. Thank you. Fuck you, Tim. Fuck you. (laughs) I just wanted to say thank you. You're welcome. Suddenly, the black and white dream sequence is fading to Sepvia, turning to color as beep. Beep, beep, you're right. Oh, no. Tim falls on the ground. There's blood on his hands. Miss Troy, Donna, Donna, I'm sorry. You're going to be all right. You're a hero, Tim, okay? You made the chump. As Tim looks like he's about to die in fantasy land in the dream world, Donna's about to cry when suddenly, cut to Gotham City, current time. Tim Drake lives. The doctor revives Tim Drake, pulls the bullet out. There's a big wound in his neck where his vocal cords would have been. Also his chest, which is probably the goriest thing I've seen all episode, but probably explains the tummy aches. Tim wakes up in shock. (gasps) He's alive. Cut two. Back to dreamland. Black and white. Hank didn't make it to the end, so he's stuck. He's pissed off. He, he could make it. A man's calling for Hank, and you wouldn't believe it. It's Donnie, his friend from college, still in his football costume. Hank is choking up in tears and runs over and gives Don a big hug. This is a big payoff for those who saw season one's origin story, Hawk and Dove. Where have you been? Looking for you, man. He almost missed me. Yeah. Guys, say I'm glad you're still here. What the hell are you doing in this costume? Oh, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. I just... A lot of people around here need help, you know. Those damn ghouls have been getting away with murder, so I figured maybe this place could use itself a little dove and hawk. Uh, I think you mean hawk and dove, right? They joke back and forth about the naming uh, and walk off camera as best friends uh, reunited in the dreamland. A somewhat happy ending. Cut to Paradise Island. Raven goes from her white outfit to now her classic spooky black outfit again. And looks onward in the room. She gathers her stuff to leave. She runs to the dark temple and sees a glowing white box. Wah, wah. Cut to the castle where Bruce is. Bruce is throwing gasoline all over the castle rug with himself also inside said room. He looks outside the window. Then he lights a match, and then the place starts catching on fire. 
he faints from the exhaust in the room, and then you wouldn't believe it. Donna Troy runs inside the castle, rescues Bruce Wayne from the fire. Wow, this castle's catching fire. I guess they're in the living quarters next door, but it's still not Wayne Manor. Bruce wakes up. Am I dead? My dad? Am I am I dead? I'm trying. I'm am I dead? No, but you are. Not anymore. And Don and Trey looks off camera as we now cut to credits at the end of episode nine. That's it. Don and Trey saves Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne isn't dead. Don and Trey's back in the in the game. Uh, and Hank, while losing a chance to go back to to live, has reunited with a best friend who passed away. So there's a lot of good payoffs and a lot of feel good moments here, and. I think that's kind of like where this this is kind of weird. It's like if you are a fan of Hawk and Dove's story, this is kind of like a good reunition with with Hank, and Hank is actually kind of a redeemable character in this. He was kind of a person with many flaws, and in this episode, he became like the real badass hero you kind of wanted. Donna? Donna was kind of like a curious character. We still don't really know why she wants to return. She said she didn't want to return, but she's back. And she saved Bruce Wayne. And there's no reason how Bruce Wayne knew the castle or Donna Troy knew where Bruce Wayne was. But there's still a lot of unanswered questions there. Uh, Raven sees a glowing box. So I guess that means that they are at Paradise Island this entire time. And that's where Bruce was. That's probably my assumption. Although my other assumption is they are with the League of Assassins. And this is like a Rasha Ghoul thing because they want to lead to a Damian Wayne storyline, right? Uh, so, is this episode good or not? I think this is the most skippable episode. I think Raven was not really that important to the story yet. And much like earlier episodes where I said there's breadcrumbs, as long as they were able to uh, get to the end, they could write whatever they want. So, as long as they can write Tim Drake is back from the dead, Donna Troy is back from the dead, and Rachel's coming back. That's it. There are three bullet points is there, and that's it. Uh, I think they did some payoffs, which are really rewarding. Some Easter eggs, which are really rewarding. So this is not really necessarily an episode to go, this is Titans. This is the best show ever. This is kind of the episode for longtime fans of the show who have watched from season one to season two. Uh, and wanted to get to know more about Rachel and Donna Troy. And this was kind of like a good uh, almost bookend for Hank, which I kind of also love. Like this was a good like if we can end Hank on this note, we're good. But if we want to see Hank continue fighting crime in in this dreamland, that would be a really cool spinoff series or dream episode that I would love to see. Uh, some sort of like gritty kind of like uh, grindhouse kind of show set in this universe will be really fun to me. Uh, but it, there's really nothing I would take out of this that makes it exciting to watch. I think it still follows the same paint by numbers as we've seen with multiple superhero stuff in the past. Uh, but was not. It's not a bad episode. This is not the worst episode of Titans. Uh, I've seen much worse this season. This is just a forgettable episode. A you can skip and you don't really miss much, because 
most likely episode 10 tim drake's back alive we're going to go back to scarecrow and jason donna troy is going to meet with bruce wayne and donna troy is going to get caught up with what's been going on with joker being dead uh rachel's going to go back to gotham city probably uh, and get completely confused as to why Blackfire's there and try to have a bit more fights because they want to stretch this out for three more episodes. No, four more episodes. We're four episodes left because we're in October. So we're going to be 10, 11, 12, 13, and then we're done. Four episodes left of Titans. Uh, and that's it. Then they're done with Titans, and we can move on, and I don't have to worry about this until next year, most likely, and everything will be A-okay, right? They're, they're doing a season four, aren't they? The thing is, though, with this Titan season, I think there's not really a lot of wiggle room they could do other than uh, Tim Drake becomes Robin sequence. Uh, Jason becomes Red Hood full time in the Titans. And it becomes somewhat of a Bat Family situation. And in season four introduces uh, Nightwing as Batman or something like that. That's probably where they're going to head this into um but this is this has been a weird season this has still been a bigger improvement since the first two seasons uh maybe the pandemic made the writing a little better uh but it's still kind of a broken ass janky television show um i i still think the the biggest downfall of the show is the visual effects but I think that's true with even Marvel shows, is they have a real abundance of CGI and visual effects, not a lot of practical or anything really interesting. And I think that's only because the budget of the show is still very cheap. That's why they still decide to use Vancouver. That's still why they still do a lot of DC TV stereotypes. I, I still don't like... I, I mean, I like the DC TV. I, I liked Arrow. I thought some episodes weren't as good. I, I think, though, when they keep playing by numbers, it just is weird. I'm just happy, and this is the only takeaway I liked about this episode. They went a whole episode without making this about relationships. I mean, I mean, there is relationships. I mean, like, friendship-based with Donna Troy and Hank. Uh, Tim Drake wanted to be back alive. But instead of it being about love, like the love relationship, which was a good chunk of Dick Grayson and Babs, uh, which felt a lot like Starfire and Dick, which felt the same lot as uh, DC TV shows when they try to do Oliver and Felicity. Felicity, not Black Canary, Felicity. Uh, or The Flash, when it's B Barry Allen and Ira. And and the thing is, isn't, I isn't Iris like the sister? That's kind of creepy, bro. So it's this very weird thing about relationships and love. And this episode didn't do anything about that. It was simply about life. And I think that's kind of like a good kind of the philosophical thing of what happens when we die. Uh, I think this was also a good episode that was kind of like a... If you were... Like what makes people want to fight to live? I think that's also kind of a, a good takeaway of this episode is why should we return why should we go back there's still stuff that we miss and and then there was kind of like a big switcheroo where, where hank wanted to most want to go back to earth and donna did not the switch of donna returns 
back to Earth and Hank doesn't, you would be thinking, well, that's the worst outcome, but there's the payoff with the return of Donnie. So now Hank and Donnie are going to be back. See, Hank and Don, Don, Dub, Jesus. That's Don, Donnie, Don, Hank just likes people named Don. That's the that was the whole thing for three seasons. Yeah, maybe he's bi. I don't know. Um, but Don and Troy uh, coming back is going to be a lot more interesting. We're going to find out more about her uh, returns, and maybe, and this is just my assumption here, she's going to end up being. Uh, a little wall between the relationship with Starfire and Babs because she's the third of the relationships because we never found out why Babs is no longer in love with Dick Grayson, but we know that Donna Troy fucked Dick Grayson. Uh, We also know that Dick Grayson fucked Don and that pissed off Hank. There's lots of relationships and they kind of don't pay off a lot of those. So this episode did a good job of trying to do some of that payback and payoffs uh, in a way that I guess is somewhat rewarding because I think they don't do payoffs that well in the show. This episode had a lot of payoffs that I felt were rewarding. Uh, so in in my regard, my usual complaint with the show has not really happened with this episode because we got to find out and p- fill in the blanks and pick up the clues that that was actually a good thing. But it's still a very skippable episode. Uh, this is one that you don't care about. Um, but if you want payoffs, if you are a completionist and you need to watch every episode to get the full story, this one is one of those heavy-duty fan service episodes that people would like, especially if they love Raven. This was also a very good Raven episode, even though they made her not a powerful woman, which is what people really love about Raven, is her being uh, somewhat of a dominant lady who has spiritual powers. Um, this was kind of one where those powers mean nothing in Paradise Island, but there was also not a lot of sexy lesbians on the island, so that's also a big big downer, too. Anyway, uh, now we go into Doom Patrol. Uh, I was going to review Doom Patrol uh, at the start of the show. I will say this. Doom Patrol, is uh, Season 3, is now out on HBO Max. Um, it is my favorite DC TV show. It is such a great ensemble show, too. I don't like ensembles. I, I said this because they usually write so many characters and you write them out. For Doom Patrol, they write about five people. They don't really add anybody to the show. And everybody has their own urgencies and have their own uh, character arts and redemption angles. Uh, Doom Patrol Season 1 was the best of DC Universe. Uh, and it was basically a whole lot of stuff uh, with, with Crazy Jane. And I thought her character, uh, which was originally like seems like a comedy character, became more elaborate and more, I would actually say, a feel-good character. I, I don't normally want to say that, but, but Jane, uh, she was wonderful. And she became the character arc that we got to see grow and develop and ultimately sympathize for. That when she got her her reward, we all celebrated. 
at the same time, there was a lot of for, uh, fourth wall breaking from the narrator, uh, who was a lying narrator. We had an evil narrator on the show. And then with season two, it was more about Cyborg and more about Robot Man and more about... So it became more about the characters fleshing out their relationships that they've lost along the way and rebuilding those relationships. And how can you repair a broken relationship? When do you call it quits? That was Doom Patrol season two. In a way, Doom Patrol was like DC's attempt at X-Men. I think everyone's been saying that. Like, this is just X-Men, but weirder characters. Yes and no. X-Men, there's more intrigue. There's more, I guess there's more of a political view. Doom Patrol, there is some politics, but it's almost like a, um, it's, I would almost say it's like a hero's journey in a redemption angle, but at the same time, everyone, it's almost like it's always sunny in Philadelphia in how some of the times they're just not redeemable characters and they're very funny. So it, it, it's one of those cases where I have laughed many more times than I have cried. But when they get to a dramatic scene, and Brandon Fraser's in this, lovable actor Brandon Fraser, when there's dramatic scenes, especially with Robot Man and being an adulteress and sleeping and what was more important in his life, uh, it it actually was a very it's a very good show. That the best way to describe it is, for some reason, DC has made a TV show with heart that's still full of like dick jokes and fart jokes, and still has like fight sequences. But I think what I love most about Doom Patrol is they don't do the fights every episode, and I think that's kind of why I love Doom Patrol is. It's almost like the most slackiest superhero squad out there. You're not going to get the fight sequence until like the end of the season. And even then, it's like the most anticlimactic thing. This is what people kind of wanted Gardens of the Galaxy to be if they were big readers of Gardens of the Galaxy comic books. Uh, they wanted that sort of slacky space adventure. Uh, they didn't get that. They just got straight to the action fight sequences because that's all. That's how you have to make a movie. For here, they don't care. They're just going to slow burn the entire season until that payoff happens at the end. And it works on Doom Patrol. Uh, so, even though Titans is a hot mess of a show and very weird and complicated and almost like a weird jigsaw puzzle of mess, Doom Patrol logically goes from one thing to another and has very fun characters and... Every person in the show has their almost like their own standalone episode, and you kind of want to feel for them and you root for them, even if they are flawed characters. And I think that is something that not a lot of superhero shows want to do. It's like Suicide Squad barely makes the flawed characters look good, but Doom Patrol, they're flawed. You're not, they're. Almost like the boys, they're flawed, but then you want to see the good thing happen. You don't root for Homelander, but you want to see, like, do we do well? Uh, you want to see what happens with, with the Enterprises and what happens. Doom Patrol is the best DC offering, hands down. And the thing is, it never really gets word of mouth. And I think the reason is it's because it's so under the radar 
and doesn't follow the tropes of a lot of superhero shows. Um, but I would equate it more to like Umbrella Academy and the boys than I would Titans or even uh, Daredevil on Netflix, which is one of my other favorite superhero shows. This is like its own league, and this is its own. And you don't have to read the comics. You don't have to really know anything about Batman or Superman. They don't have to know a damn thing. You could watch it straight on from episode one's pilot all the way to season three, and you'll be fine. And I think that's also something that's really good is the ability to just kind of just go with the flow. And I think that is uh, something that's rewarding. Uh, they they handle multi-personality disorders a bit more comedic, but at the end of season two, they do uh, make it uh, palatable, I would say. And when I mean palatable, I mean like they accept Jane for who she is, and it's not a big deal. It's not really played for laughs anymore. It's accepting, and she goes on with her her life. And it's I think that is another great character. There's character growth in Doom Patrol. Um, and I have not seen season three, episode one. They could completely throw it all out. And if it is, so be it. It's wacky if it is. Um, it would also probably fit Doom Patrol in the same thing. But I, I love it. I do love Doom Patrol. Uh, I love the way it looks. I love the set design. I love the way it just looks like everyone's mediocre condo. It's great. It's such a great DC show. Uh, so... I, I, for me, this was going to be my big closing uh, show for HBO Max, but now it's been reverted to the episode nine of Jordan Talks Titans. Doom Patrol season three is now available. Please check it out. Uh, tell me how it is, because I'm sure it's really good. That's going to be all the time we have for tonight with Jordan Talks Titans. Join me, uh, I guess, tomorrow for a new fun time calls. Hopefully I won't leave mid-episode, but hey, I, I don't know anymore. Uh, until next time, as we've always said, Jason fucking Todd. That, that, that's, that's where we're in the show? Okay.